I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. For today's episode, you are getting an inside look at a recent coaching session, actually two recent coaching sessions that I did with one of my clients, Shanna. Now, the first part you're about to hear is from a session that we did together two weeks ago. And as you will pick up on, it was during a time when Shanna had found herself suddenly seriously struggling as a result of the coronavirus and the effect that it's had on her family. There was a lot of pressure and struggle revolving around the topic of distance learning specifically, which I know a lot of families have been thrust into these days. But even more so than that, she was struggling with understanding why she was having such a tough time emotionally, why she felt like she was experiencing something that even reminded her of her postpartum depression from nearly 10 years ago. For people who do have high highs and low lows emotionally, such as myself, it can be really discouraging to find yourself feeling so low, especially after a season or time of not feeling low and actually feeling good and thriving and positive. But one of the things I had to remind Shanna, which came up not just during this session, but also in the follow-up session we had that you'll get to hear of, you'll get to hear as well, is that our breakdowns do not negate our breakthroughs. And I don't know who might need to be reminded of this today, but odds are that some of you listening have been experiencing a lot more breakdowns lately than you maybe expected. You know, maybe this transition into staying home, if you previously had a job outside of the home before COVID, maybe that's hit you super hard. Or maybe you were already a stay-at-home mom, but now you're feeling the weight of being stripped of the things you used to enjoy and depend on, like playdates and outings and community. Maybe you're struggling with crippling anxiety now, or you're feeling depression trying to sneak in. And if that's the case, I do want to encourage you to listen to my episode from two weeks ago called Being Empowered During a Time of Crisis and Grief. I think that's a great episode that will serve you well. But I also want you to really pay attention to these conversations with Shanna that you're about to hear. Because so much of what we talked about, like being willing to simplify, extending compassion to yourself for your emotional lows and your struggles, looking for options and solutions, especially when you're feeling helpless or powerless. These are all things that I believe each of us need to be reminded of from time to time and maybe more so now than ever. So, as I said, you are going to hear snippets of two separate sessions with Shanna that are approximately one week apart. And the reason I wanted to share both is because of what a complete 180 she experienced between the two. It was amazing to hear in our follow-up session how she was able to actually implement the things we talked about and then reap huge results, even in just her ability to stay organized and tackle each day with strength instead of crumbling from depression or anxiety. But before we get to that part, I think we need to start at the beginning. So without further ado, here is the first part of my first session with Shanna. That there was an incident or a moment on Tuesday where things started to switch because it it, it does seem a little bit off to me that this is the, I think now the third week that we are on this like self-quarantine, we're home. And 
on the one hand, I could understand why now it feels more real. So there's more of like that grief and that stress of, oh my gosh, like this isn't going to end. But the other, on the other hand, we've been doing this for like, this is our third week now. So I'm wondering what happened on Tuesday, if you could try to pinpoint even just one moment, because at least then that's like one little thread we can pull at versus just being like, I don't know, could be a number of things. Like what if we were just focusing on just one specific thread for a minute? Well, what it is, is this week we started distance learning. Okay. And that is, that is solely what has, mm. I, I felt so overwhelmed trying to say, so I don't have the skills or the tools that a teacher has because I'm not, I'm not a teacher. And so, and I know all the moms feel like this and there was no preparation for this. So all of a sudden we're thrust into adding this on top of everything else. Now I was you know, my, my dad, I work for my dad. He's like, just don't come in Tuesday and Wednesday. He's like, don't worry about it. I know you, but it was almost worse for me because I don't know. Monday was pretty bad. I was at work and I was like in the conference room with them also trying to be at my desk. I think that's why he was just like, just do what you need to do. I'm going to give you a couple of days, which was a, I guess it was a blessing, but honestly, I, I felt so incredibly trapped. I got, so this is okay. I'm sorry. I feel a little bit all over the place, but, um, I sat, I mean, I was up probably Wednesday night until about 2 a.m. just trying to figure out like what is going on, what, why am I feeling like this? Because it was scary. I really had the same exact feelings I felt when I was going through postpartum. I felt hopeless. I was crying. I, I had this ache in my heart of just like grief. That's all I can really explain it as. It's just this like grief. And really and truly, I don't, I feel like it was maybe either a loss of control. I was angry. I had all these different emotions and I didn't get anything done for myself. And that's what I told Jordan on, t on Thursday. I said, I feel like I'm losing myself. And I, and I think too, because I have felt like this before and it was such a dark time in my life, I was like terrified. It was like this like fight or flight kind of thing. And I mean, I'm not leaving because you can't leave. So I feel so incredibly trapped. So it's like I'm fighting against myself and my emotions and I'm not necessarily, and I definitely for sure was walking, pacing my bathroom. Like, I can't do this. I was saying things to myself that I haven't said in a really long time and like just feeling, and I, and I, 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 yeah, I just, like I said, I was like, I just have, I feel like this whole new routine, this whole new Everything is like, I don't know, Jesse, last week and the week before, because there was no schoolwork and there was no kids stuff. And I'm, like I said, I'm extra, I have a lot of, Sammy stresses me out a lot. Like a lot of times I pray and I'm like, what would it be like if I didn't have a child who was so difficult when it comes to school? It's really hard. And like, I feel like I'm in seventh grade. You know, I feel like in my, whereas my daughter is, she can do everything on her own. It's just, they're different personalities. I don't compare them, but trying to explain to people the difference, you know, of what it's like. And it, and it, he has a learning disability. That's what it's like. So it's, it's like, you know, allowing, he's doing things, but I'm doing things with him. He's, he won't do it and, and he can't, he just can't focus and doesn't necessarily understand things. The processing isn't the same. So there's just, there's a lot there. Um, 
he's, it's just really hard. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. I just feel very overwhelmed when it comes to him. But I will say that yesterday I sat down because I, like I said, I was up on Wednesday night. And I, in your video, girl, I, I was like, okay, new situation. I have to have new systems. It's not the old. So that's what I took your advice to heart. Like I, I was like, okay. So I, I sat down with some stickies and I wrote, I was like, okay, I'm going to write his schedule. What's due today, her schedule. What's due today. And it helped everybody. It, they were like, Oh wow. Okay. This is a list. One, two, three. This is a list. One, two, three. Um, and so I do believe that's going to be the only way we're going to get through this. But selfishly, I'm like, I feel like I was thriving last week. I feel like I was thriving the week before for the first time, not for the first time, but you saw it. We were on the call last week and it was like uh, a breakthrough. I finally had this breakthrough that I have been pursuing. And now I feel this week, like I, maybe that's what I was grieving. I don't really know. I just, I'm like, how can I, now I have, feel like, now I feel like I'm losing that. I'm like, well, what was the point of that? When I, now I have all of this on my plate. I have all of these things now. Will I, I am questioning it. I'm like, will I, I'm, I mean, I think outwardly I'm doing an okay job. You know, I'm still showing up in my group. I'm still showing up on stories. When I feel good, I'm like, I've got to record right now because I don't always feel like it. I feel overwhelmed some of the times. Um, but that I just, I'm like, how am I going to, I don't know. I guess last week I felt like I could really make this a business. Like this could really work. This could really happen. And now this week I'm like, I don't think that I'll be able to, there's no energy for it. You know, there's no room on my plate. My plate is first and foremost to be a mom and I'm, I'm angry about it. I'm so mad. I'm like, should I have had kids? Like, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm blaming, you know, I'm, I'm having all these feelings of like, I'm so I'm mad. I'm so mad. I even wrote it in my journal. I'm like, God, I'm a little bit mad right now. And I don't want to be angry at you. I don't want to be angry that you've given me this. I know there's people out there that just, they can't have kids. And I know that, but I feel also like, I feel like my kids are holding me back and I don't want to feel like that. I want to pause here for a moment because I'm imagining the listener right now who is in this exact same place feeling these exact same things. Anger, frustration, doubt. Why did I become a mom? Why did I willingly surrender so much of my life and my control and my time or my body? I'm imagining that there's a mom listening right now who has unmet desires, unused gifts, these dreams and these passions that have either been put on the back burner or you're just not able to chase after to the extent that you want because of the demands of parenthood. And if that is you, I want to let you know, first of all, that there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. The shame or guilt that you feel as a result of your anger or any other feelings or any other thoughts about life and motherhood, that shame and guilt does not exist outside of your thought life. It doesn't. And that doesn't necessarily make it easy to deal with, but it at least shows that it can be dealt with. Shame and guilt, they're just thoughts. 
They're just made, it's just made up of thoughts that we put on ourselves. They really are. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus and nothing that anybody else says, our parents, our spouses, our friends, strangers on the internet, they can't attach shame and guilt to us. They can't put shame and guilt on us without our say-so, without us giving that permission. So I just want you to sit with that for a minute before I resume this recording because I think that shame is something that far too many moms carry around for far too long and it doesn't have to be that way. It is possible to take a step back, look at things a little more neutrally, look at ourselves a little more objectively again and to give compassion to ourselves in the same way we would offer compassion to others in the same way Jesus already does for us. Okay. That, all right, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Um, I had a few different thoughts. So Sorry. the first is, no, don't apologize. You, the, please, <laughs> feel free to break down. This is the moment for the breakdown. Um, and speaking of breakdown, you know, one of the first things I thought is, you know, you said like, I felt like I just had a breakthrough and now I feel like it's gone. What happened? And I think that that might be one of your misconceptions is that somehow what you are experiencing now is negating that as if, as if that never happened, as if those breakthroughs never took place when the truth is they did happen. You know, one of the things you said in like the, I think it was one of your audio messages to me, you said, I'm worried that like, I'm always going to need a coach. Like, I just don't get what's wrong with me. Why am I back in the same place? But the truth is you're not back in the same place because you have other breakthroughs under your belt and they're, they're, they're building up. It's like you're putting drops in a bucket and eventually you're going to be at this point where you're so full that you have more of that overflow. But right now you're still needing to be poured into and that's okay because I think for most of the world, like that is the way that it is. We all need people to pour into us. It's very rare that you find someone who is thriving and who doesn't have someone speaking into their life. No, you have to remember that, like, especially for people in leadership, people in ministry, you know, people who, you know, are working hard and wanting to create something like you are. Don't for a second think that they don't have tough times where they need to have people to speak into their life and where they don't have breakdowns, you know, there's breakthroughs and there's breakdowns and they don't, they don't negate the other, you know, that they're just all things that we're building up and we're learning from. So I just wanted to just clarify that, you know, the breakthroughs that you had last week, the week before, those are, those were still real. Those still happened. And I know that you know that deep down because like it, it just it meant so much to you. And I know that if you, you know, looked back through your journal entries or if you, you know, could like, you know, recall things that you felt and the victories you experienced, you know that those were real. So, so don't, you know, don't try to explain those away and be like, you know, it didn't happen or I'm just still a mess and, you know, it all, it all went to crap. Even though it does feel like maybe things did go to crap for a second. This is just, this is just another bumpy, bumpy road, you know, a little bump in the road that we're going to get through. Um, the second thing I thought was, um, you know, you said, I feel like my kids are holding me back. And I mean, that's a tough thought. That's a tough thought to really, to really know what to do with, you know, it's like, what if it's partly true, but what if it's partly false? You know, I'm, I don't really know if I can say, yes, that's true. No, that's false. Because I think that it's a both and. I think our kids are 
are super like big priority. Like that's, that's a part of what God's plan for our life is. Like, you know, he wouldn't have given them to us and we wouldn't be called to this family if it didn't matter, you know, if it wasn't something that should be our priority, that should be our focus. So I think that like on the one hand, like, no, they're not holding you back. They are it. But at the same time, I think that it can be a both and. Yes, maybe, maybe they are kind of holding you back. But who's to say that that's this terrible, awful thing? What if it's just something that you just are having to go through? Like almost like, not to say like treat your kids like adversity, you know, but motherhood in and of itself is a challenge. It is a season of adversity and difficulty and transition and growth and being stretched and being sanctified. So I think that kind of is true. Your kids are holding you back, but also the things that you're learning are propelling you forward. It's like a both and, and I just kind of just, you know, I just want to remind you of that. Like you don't have to think in such, um, absolutes, you know, my kids are holding me back. I, you know, I had a breakdown that must mean that I'm not X, Y, Z. It's not absolutes, you know, it's both and. And I think that the, you know, the more you bring that to the Lord, I think like you'll feel more of that peace and realize, yeah, like there is a lot of gray area in a way where you can be both working hard towards something, but also having to slow down. You can be both fully committed to this mission that you have, but also feel this pull as a mom. I don't think that anything you're going through is odd or strange or like a sign that you're doing something wrong. I think it's just a sign that there are still things to be learned. And I don't know if we're ever going to get out of that, you know, if we're ever going to not have that push, that pull to do better, be better, be more efficient, be more, be more slow, be more restful, be more productive. You know, there's always going to be a pull in some direction. So I just, so I just want to encourage you there. Like, you know, it's not an absolute, you're not failing as a mom. You're not failing as this entrepreneur, coach, minister, like you're not failing in anything. You're just growing in all of it. You're growing in all of it. Um, it's a both and it's not an either or, um, let's, let's talk for a second about, you know, with your son and having to do the distance learning. And I know that it's requiring more of you than it has in the past. I'm wondering what are the chances that there is a online tutor or somebody you could find, even if it's like a family friend who could step in and be that sort of tutor and be that sort of help for him, even if just like one or two days a week, so that not all of the pressure is on you. Would that maybe be an option? Um, maybe. I mean, I can think about it. Um, it's definitely something that I, I haven't really thought about, you know, um, but I can think about that and, and see what I can do with that. I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take me really being organized and that is not my strong point at all. Like that is so scary to me because I'm like, if that's what it takes for me to thrive right now, like I have like, there's a lot of work to be done mm. and I don't want to put the work into that because I want to put my work into my, my, my business. That's really what it is. And so I do feel like I got a little taste last week of like what it would be like to like go. <laughs> you know, what would it, that's what it would be like to like go. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I see other women that are younger that are thriving 
And I'm like, man, like they don't have kids like this. And I say to myself to make myself feel better. I'm like, that's why they're thriving. Not that they're not good. They are great at what they do. And I get it. But I'm like, man, if I didn't have kids, like I would be, A, I'd be rich. And B, I would be like a multimillionaire, which that is not the case. My kids are what grounded me in my life. I know that. I know what it was like when, before I had kids and I wasn't thriving. So I know that's a lie. But I do see that and I say that and I'm like, so last week I got a little taste of it. And this week, you know, like, and I, Jesse, I will tell you that this in the past when things like this have happened, I've like downward spiraled so hard and for so long. So I am really grateful that it's ups and downs every single day. And it's not just this shooting downward thing for an extent, you know, I do, I, I am appreciating the little ups, you know, I am appreciating the, the little in-betweens and I, you know, I mean, when yesterday I, I talked on stories about this last night and this morning, and I'm really trying to just the little things like, okay, that's must be, that's a God shot. That's a God shot. That's a God shot. I get it. I feel it. Thank you. Maybe last week's momentum was so I could get through this week. You know, I get it. I'm like, I'm seeing all of these truths, but I'm still, I'm still really having a hard time. Like my moments, I'm still going into the bathroom crying. Like I'm still breaking down with you. Like I'm, I'm still having these emotions and still wondering, you know, how I can, I don't know, advance and be all that I want to be. Will I ever meet, you know, and I, and like, and I'm really glad you said what you said because I'm doubt. I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, if it's this hard, I, am I supposed to be doing it? Of course I have those thoughts, you know, but I also know that nothing worth doing or having is easy. I know that everybody would be doing it. I know I listen to podcasts. (laughs) I hear it. I don't know if I believe it right yet, but it's there. But as far as the tutor goes, I'm going to, I'll think about it and see as of right now, I'm like, I don't know anybody on the top of my head because it seems like everybody has something. I don't know of anybody that I've talked to that's like, Hmm, I have, or I don't know. Maybe I can reach out to somebody who, I don't know maybe a teacher that used to tutor or I don't really, I don't know. I'll definitely think about it. That's something that I can, and I'll ask Jordan about it. Um, the school called today. Maybe I could call the school and ask. I can't be the only parent yeah. feeling like this. So um, I'll think about it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Why does um, the idea of getting organized intimidate you? do you think? Okay. So Sammy gets his ADHD from me, but I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD until after college. Mm. Like I, when I went, when I went, finally went to counseling, um, it was, I was probably like 24, maybe 23, 24 when I started counseling. Um, but it, so my doctor was like, I really have no idea how you even graduated college. Like, I don't even know. I'm like, well, I went to a private school. I definitely test terrible, but my professors, I know me and I know that I, what I need. So, and I went to, like I said, I went to a private college. It was Baptist affiliated. All I had to do was communicate. I would go and verbally do my test. Nine times out of the tens, the professors were like, that's fine. So I don't know if I would have passed college or, you know, I don't know if I would have been able to do college in four years if, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have that help. And so that he gets that from me. And so I 
have a really hard time focusing. And I think that's another reason why I have a really hard time juggling motherhood and having a business. I, I wonder if God's trying to teach me organization right now. I just wonder. I wonder if he's like, let's just do this. It's going to be really hard. But like when you get through with this, you know how to organize yourself more. Maybe I will thrive more in my business. I don't really, I don't want to predict things because if it doesn't happen, I don't want to be disappointed. But I have thought that. And I'm, you know, I don't really, I don't know how to be organized. Like, I don't know how people come up with like block schedules. Like I, you know how many times I get asked, are you a teacher? So many people ask me like, are you a teacher? Just because like I have that vibe or whatever it is. I don't know if I just look like a teacher or the way I speak or the way that I like use stickies and my planner and all these different things. But I don't know how teachers organize. I'm like, I, 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 to even think about that overwhelms me to even think about like having to schedule a class and then a test and all these different, I'm like, nope, no, mm -mm." it completely. I just like, like back away. I'm like, I, nope. mm -mm." And I, I don't know. I feel like that now. I feel like I'm in this, like I'm just in a mess right now. I feel like, you know, the show hoarders and you walk into their home and it's like, everything's everywhere. It's like, Oh my gosh, where do you start? Kind of that's how, that's how it makes me feel to when I think about having to organize my kids schedules and my own schedule. I have that, like, I have like, and I'm feeling it right now. Like this complex, like just, a, I don't know, like anxiety, panic, whatever it is. And it's just completely overwhelming. Okay. And I don't know if it's a skill you can learn. I don't know if there are things that I can watch, but it's like, it's, I just, I don't know. I know for me, I just do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I just, I know it's going to take me more effort, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure even where to start when it comes to, I mean, yeah, I told the kids yesterday, I said, we're going to start with stickies. I'm going to, we're going to do, you know, like I said, this is today's work for you. This is today's work for you. I said, I know this sounds really simple and maybe in a week we'll change the system, but this is the way it has to start. Cause it's all I know. All I know is to write lists on stickies or like, cause when I was in high school, all I used was index cards. That's how I learned was index cards. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, the only thing I know is to write lists out and then accomplish one task at a time. Like I, that's the only thing I know that works for me. So that's all I know to do for them, you know, is like, do that. I don't know how to, you know, create spreadsheets and figure maybe it doesn't need to be that fancy. I don't know. But when I think about somebody who's like super organized and on task, that's what I think of. So my way off with this, like as I'm speaking it out, I'm, I'm kind of answering myself, but I would love to hear from you. <laughs> I, well, I have a few different thoughts. Um, my first thought, well, right when you said index cards. I was like, what's wrong with that? What if, what if that's your form of organization? What if you just use index cards? You know, I know you've said like, you know, you started using, I think Google calendar and you were moving from doing paper planner Mm -hmm. to doing more of a digital calendar. And like, you know, and I could tell like that transition was a little bit awkward for you and maybe it still hasn't fully settled. And I'm just thinking to myself, what if that's just, what if that's, overly complicated for you and what if that's okay what if instead of the uh, having a planner having a calendar having to do google doc whatever what if you just used index cards if that really is what you know and that's something that helped you what if we were to just start from there 
you know, scratch all the other systems that maybe you feel like you're failing at right now and just start with something that you think you could probably get away with and accomplish pretty well. I don't know. That might be, that might be an odd suggestion and it might sound crazy because you're like, well, how do I not use a calendar? How do I not use a planner? I, I don't understand. Isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're an adult? But who says, you know, I once went a whole year without using a planner or to-do list. I just didn't use one because I had a lot of perfectionism that I was trying to break free from. And I knew that planners were a really big trigger for me. In fact, I used to go through 10 planners a year. Every, every other month I would buy a whole new one because I get sick of my handwriting or I get overwhelmed <laughs> by my lists. And I would think, oh, but this planner has a section for your meal plan. Oh, but this planner has a section for, for you know, this one actually has the, the hours listed out and da, da, da. So I would come up with a million and one reasons. My husband would be like, you're a freak because you have spent all of our money on planners and they would just get fancier and more expensive and more sophisticated. And finally, I just said, what? Like, why am I, why am I torturing myself? Clearly this isn't working. And I just had to do away with it for a time for like six months. Mm. I, was like, I just flew by the seat of my pants. If I like would, you know, if I needed to, I would write something down on a little piece of paper and stick it on the fridge. So I'd at least remember, Oh, we have to pay that bill. Oh, we have to mow the lawn. But other than that, I just was like, I'm, I'm done. And it really broke me free from something. And I'm wondering if maybe mm. there's a way for you to break free from this thought of I'm not organized. Maybe you've got to step away from your current organization and go with something a little bit simpler to boost your confidence again of, I can be organized, you know, if I have to be. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? No, I resonate so much with the planner thing because mm -hmm. I'm like, never can find a planner that's right for me. Mm -hmm. And then I find myself looking for tutorials on how to be organized. And so I like see somebody else who does all this like block scheduling and like, so then I try that and I'm like, it's, I'm miserable. Like what I'm doing. I'm currently doing that right now. Like I started on Monday writing inside, writing my planner, like 12 to one, I'm going to do this one to two. I'm going to do this. That does not work for me at all because the next day I'm like, haven't done anything on my list. And I'm like, well, I'm such a failure. You know, like that's really, those are the thoughts that I, I get triggered. And I'm so frustrated. And you saying all of this, like, Hey, I'm like, Oh my God, thank God I'm not alone. Like with that at all. But I don't know what will work. But you're right. Like that is not working. It really is just making me feel worse about myself. Like the block scheduling, will, I, it's not going to work for me. I don't, maybe one day it will, but right now it's not. Okay. So I don't really know what, I mean, I'm telling you like the simplest thing, like I, I just, on a sticky, just wrote the things out and I'm wondering like, what can I do for myself? That would be that easy as well. Because the whole planner idea, I'm like, I want one because I feel like it's what makes somebody look successful. Mm. And I want to be good at that. I want to have a planner in every day. Like, I wish I was that kind of person that I could, I had my planner. I blocked out my schedule. I actually abided by it, but I'm not, I'm not, probably not gonna, I'm going to be on social media two or three times a day. It's just the way it is. Like I'm, I'm, I talk to too many people in my DMS. Like I comment on too many people's stuff. Like I just, I can't block out one hour. I can't. I don't want to. It's not that I can't. I don't want to. I want to be on a couple, three times a day. I really love social media. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So here's an idea then. So what if we were to do an experiment where you just take a break from the planner for like even just five or so days, you know, it doesn't even have to be a full week. If a full week you're like, oh my gosh, but then everything's going to go nuts. So let's just try for like four or five days. And what if instead you were to use index cards or sticky notes and you just let it be a running list of what you feel like you want to get done or you need to get done. 
Um, if it helps, you could have like, here's one index card for Monday, Tuesday. Here's one index card for Wednesday, Thursday, you know, so that at least like there's a little bit of structure as far as the days, or you could even write out a sticky note for morning, afternoon, evening. And maybe part of your, you know, like, you know, you say like, I need better systems. I need better routines. I think the most important routine for you to be focusing on right now, here's me like giving you an answer. Cause you're like, I need to watch tutorials. Here's me giving you your first answer, your first tutorial, focus on your morning routine. Because if you don't have that nailed down, if you don't know how to start your day off feeling ready for the day, the whole day is going to just continue to feel like chaos and it's going to build onto the overwhelm that you already started the day off with. So let's like really nail down your morning routine and let that be maybe the only routine you have until you really like have a good practice in place. And by my morning routine, I mean, wake up, I wake up before the kids or I at least have time away from the kids. I have my time in the word. I do my journaling. But then I also do some planning. I force myself to do some organizing. You know, it mm -hmm. might not be fun for you to have to tack that part on, but I'll be honest, like I, I mean, I love organizing. I'm like, oh good, we're gonna plan out the day. But do you know what I hate doing? I hate the journaling and the like emotion processing. That's the stuff that like I used to be really into and then I've taken a break from and it's been like good to take a break from, but now I'm having to get back into it because I'm realizing there are emotions that I easily want to run from and not deal with. Or there are things that I want to say to God that I'm not saying. Or there are things that he wants to say to me that I'm not hearing. So like I'm having to really leave more space for that and I'm having to push myself to do it even though a part of me just wants to sit with my journal and just like do my mindset work. Oh, I'm gonna, you know, plan out my day. Here's how I'm gonna show up for my community. Like that's stuff I love to do. The things I don't love to do is like really list out my prayers and like really list out here's how God showed up for me, but I have to do it. Because that's what gets me in the right space. That's what helps fill in those feelings of I'm not doing enough. I'm not being filled enough. I'm not ready for my day. I'm not starting my, my day off with intention. So let's like really narrow down your morning routine. I think that that's the best place for you to start. Then maybe the rest will just come more naturally after you have that moment of intention. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I try to have a morning routine, but it's not consistent. That's the biggest issue is I'm just not, I've done my, oh my gosh, my favorite thing to do is to get up in the mornings when nobody else is like, I wait for my husband to leave this morning. This is what I did. I waited for my husband to leave because not that I don't want to be with him. I do. I want to be with him, but I just sometimes need to wake up on my own. Like, like once or twice a week, I just have to wake up on my own and just be without anybody. And it is like my favorite moments of solace. I mean, this morning, just getting up and going outside and being by myself, like not having anybody, no kids, no nothing. But it's like, I did that twice this week, twice. And then with the amount of everything, all the other emotions that were happening is, was not enough. Yeah. was not enough. Yeah. Where, where's the lack of consistency coming from? Do you think? Is it just, you're well, just out of habit or you've been staying up late or what's some of the reasons? I don't really know what it is. I don't, I don't know if it's because I've always had just issues being consistent with, with anything. You know I mean? I grew up with like parents that were like, you have to have structure, boundaries, you have to do this, this, and this, but they were not. They didn't live by that. 
So for me, I've always been probably, I've always like, when I hear somebody say boundaries or when like, I cannot wait for Sunday because girl, when I hear somebody say boundaries, I'm like, I literally will like roll my eyes and walk the other way. Cause I'm like, like my, I don't even, and then just the same thing with like consistency and discipline. Those, both of those words, probably all three of those words are words that I am like, I hate them. Mm. And hate is a strong, I hate the word discipline. Mm. And not that I don't think that it's good. I think that being disciplined, I thought about choosing that as my word this year, but I didn't because it was, I have such a negative, so many negative thoughts towards it because anyhow, but I know a lot of it comes from that. The words discipline and consistency, they, they kind of rub you the wrong way. That's so Mm -hmm. interesting to me. I'm also wondering if there is maybe some self-talk that we need to shift for a moment there. Cause you know, like you said, like I hate the word discipline. I hate the idea of being consistent. Um, I mean, those are strong words and I'm not going to argue with them. Cause like, if you hate them, you hate them. But like, I wonder if even just choosing to not speak into that, even though it might be true at the moment, I'm wondering if choosing to not speak into that, could at least help you not get hung up on it as much Um, to at least like, yes, you might still hate it, but at least you're not like, Ooh, like gritting your teeth, fighting it. At least you can still make a little bit of movement forward in it. Um, I don't know. I almost wonder if there's like a, a couple declarations that might be really useful for you specifically during this time of doing the distance learning, self quarantining, having to find a new routine. I think that this new season probably calls for new declarations. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and, and I'm have. I mean, you know, I think we talked about this in my last session, but like being newly pregnant, that has called for some new declarations for me. And like, at first I was like, Oh, like, I don't want to have to like focus in on that, but it's important because otherwise I could go this whole pregnancy resenting it. Or I could go through this whole pregnancy feeling anxious and fearful and nervous. And I don't want to feel that way. I want to make a different experience out of it. So what if you have that same attitude toward this next month and a half, two months? I don't even know how much longer we have. But what if we were to use this time for a time of new declarations, a time of new, just new truth that you decide I'm going to speak over myself. It might not feel true, but yet it's still true. You know, you might feel it's not possible for me to be disciplined, but what if you were to even just speak someday, it could be possible for me to be as well. You know, like what if you were just like make even the slightest change in your language to at least get you out of that super negative headspace that might even be hindering your growth. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, it does for sure. I mean, I could definitely use some new declarations when it comes to that, especially if I'm going to practice and, you know, for five days, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to really be, con- be consistent with my morning routine. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to hit a wall. I'm probably going to need declarations to get me even just through that, much less the other things with distance learning and things like that. So I can work on that. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt one more time because we are now about to hop into the following week session with Shanna where we recap what's helped, what's changed, and what's improved as a result of us working through the things that you just listened to. And before we do, I do want to ask you one simple yet maybe a little complicated question. And that question is, 
how are you doing? How are you doing? Because I know that in a way with social media, always at our fingertips, we're able to be so connected these days. And yet just from conversations I've had with different women these past few weeks, it's still really tempting to want to isolate and hide how we're really doing and what we're really feeling, isn't it? Um, You know, I remember feeling much of the same way at the beginning of this whole quarantine thing. And really what was my saving grace was being willing to keep showing up, being willing to process through what I'm feeling and struggling with and, and also being willing to share these things with others instead of pretend like everything's fine. You know, I hear from women all the time about how alone they feel. And this was before the coronavirus stuff. So I can only imagine how much more lonely this time has been for some. You know, maybe you've experienced a spike in your anxiety or you're seeing that some depression is surfacing and you've been navigating that alone instead of seeking out support. You know, maybe you've been really struggling with motivation or with apathy. You know, every day looks like more of the same. So maybe it is easier to feel like, This time might never end and to just kind of go through the motions and really slack on your personal goals and being intentional with family and even slacking on the simplest of self-care. And you know, if you are struggling in any of these ways, I want you to know that there is hope and that you don't have to struggle alone. A A few years ago when I was walking through some of the darkest, hardest seasons of my life dealing with postpartum rage and depression and anxiety and feeling like I had to mask it all. Because otherwise it might prove that I don't deserve to be a mom or that my marriage is just a mess, which it was. When I was dealing with those things, I know that I waited way too long to speak up. I waited way too long. And one of the things I wish I could tell that Jesse is that there is no shame in reaching out for help. There is no shame in reaching out for help. And the same is true for you. One of the beautiful things about coaching is being able to work with someone in a judgment-free zone and actually have them help you navigate those messy, hard parts of your story. It really can be so freeing to get to speak your truth with someone who isn't afraid to go there with you and can also help pull you into a much healthier, more abundant, more, more freeing place. I'm so thankful that during this time, I have the privilege of coaching women in this way. And when I first started my program, I decided that the core belief behind the work that I do is that the women who most enjoy being a mom are the women who feel most empowered as a mom. And I really do believe that this is just as true during COVID as it was before. So if you are struggling to enjoy motherhood or even, you know, enjoy your marriage these days, if perfectionism or anxiety or anger are threatening to rob you of your joy and are keeping you from walking in the freedom that Christ is offering you, I'd say now is a great time to learn what it means to be more empowered because then you get to reap the amazing results just like you're about to hear from Shanna. So, okay, I know I've said a mouthful, so we're going to wrap up today's episode with a segment from this second follow-up session with her. I, okay, I am so impressed. Um, Like the fact that something as simple as sticky notes you're already like, I feel more on top of this. And it's sticky notes. Like just, like I know. everyone has sticky notes lying around. And here you are using them for a system that's really helping you and feel less stressed. So, so much so to where I didn't really, because you know, I have kind of, um, 
I like to buy office supplies, but I've tried to get a lot better about it, but I have like a stockpile of different colored sticky notes. So I'm like, I'm actually going to be able to use them. I'm implementing a color coded system, but it's not going to be fancy. It's literally going to be, I'm probably doing it more for aesthetic, like a uh -huh. different color each day. So it looks pretty and rainbow, but that's okay. It works for me and makes us happy. I know it will make my daughter happy. So we'll see how it goes, but I have to just remember like simple, like I was looking over my notes and I'm like, okay, simple is just where we've got to stay because mm -hmm. I could easily get you know, just distracted on other things with this. But like, if I can just stick to the idea of each day, a list, that's really all it is. The only thing I'm adding next week will be, um, just more prep, like a weekly preparation rather than a daily. Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Now, what about for you personally? Have you tried any new systems or any new elements to your morning routine? I hate to admit it, and it is really just as simple as me. I just had to take time. Like every single day, I have taken time to be in the Word. Okay. And not only, not only, um, like my Bible reading plan, I realized isn't enough. So I, because I'm like, I just feel like I needed more, you know, now. And I, what I realized is that it's one thing to hear the Word from other people. But it's another to, you know, have that intimate, like talk to him personally and have that connection. And if there's, a, you know, I had to mix it up. So this week has just been more of just sitting with him. He's revealed a lot. You know, that's what he does. And it's just been really good. But I have really made that a point to make sure that I'm not, you know, it's so easy now because I've been home this week. And so it looks a little different, kind of like it's the same as, same as last week, sorry, um, Tuesday and Wednesday, yesterday and today, I'm home. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to be, to get distracted washing the dishes or doing other things. And I've had to really, like I said, last week, one day, uh, Tuesday, it was, I think it was Tuesday, uh, I felt like he was calling me all day, but I felt like I was just, let me just do the dishes. Let me just do this. Let me just get the kids organized. I just, you know, panic, 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 rather than just saying dishes can wait. And I've really had to choose that this week. I've really had to choose, like make those choices. And even waking up telling myself, like, you're going to get distracted. You're going to have to make the choice to actually go out and sit with him. And, and it's been good that I've been kind of mentally preparing myself and not, not to say that I'm, you know, I think that there's, I think that's a fine line because I think that you can kind of, you know, like foreshadow your day if you say certain things. And so I, I just, I have to be really careful with that. But this week, I, knowing what I went through last week, you know, I've just said like, you're going to have to make that choice and you're going to have to be okay that the dishes can wait as long as you get them done today. Who really cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of everything we've worked on on Friday, just implementing it and just feeling a lot better. I mean, I can't even believe what a difference it makes, you know, I'm just, so. Okay. Uh, I love it. I love it. And so, you know, along the same lines of choosing to make those choices, do you feel like if you could have told something to last Tuesday's Shanna, if you could have said anything to last Tuesday, Shanna, just to help her break even a little bit more free from that anxiety and that depression, would this be one of the things that you would tell her? Make those, just those small choices or what kinds of things would you maybe tell her? 
Yeah, I would say that I would have told myself that it's okay. First of all, it's okay. Because, you know, specifically last week, one of the challenges was my son. So mm -hmm. I would have told myself, it's okay. Even if this stuff is late, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You know, this pressure of having to get it in. And, and in the end, all of the teachers sent out an email saying that they're going to accept any, any work. And I thought, you know, it's just there. I, you know, I do, mm -hmm. I do tend to um, lean into the all or nothing. If I'm not really careful. And last week there was no thought at all of that. And so I would definitely tell myself like, it's, it's fine. It's, it's okay. Like you, and I, I kind of, I would have told myself too, like, this is why you have your kids at this school. Mm. This is why you've made the decisions up to this point is because you know, the school is going to work with you. You know, the school is going to give you grace. Mm. You chose to take your son out of the school he was in and put him in this school, you know, like that. I wish that I had had more confidence in my choices in the past that led up to this decision. Mm -hmm. Reminded myself of those things. Um, and then also, I mean, I wish I had, I wish I had expected my cycle to start, but I, I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, really, it was, I, I hate to, I don't want to use it as a crutch by any means, but just the difference, even that I feel irritability wise is, you know how it is. It's just so different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, and I would have told myself, yeah, to make those choices, like you, it's necessarily, it's necessarily, it's necessary <laughs> to, to sit with him. And even this morning, I'm not going to lie. I kind of was, cause I was feeling so good. The, 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 I had your voice echoing. Cause remember last week I was kind of like, I almost canceled cause I felt so good, but I'm so glad that we got on our call. And that was this morning. I almost didn't sit with him cause I'm feeling so good, but it's almost like, no, like, we still need to be, I just want, I wanted to be consistent this week to prove to myself that I needed it. Cause last week was a clear indication that I needed it. Mm, yeah. So it's been good. It's been yeah. really good. Yeah. And isn't it just so funny? Like one of the things we talked about in last session was do the breakdowns negate the breakthroughs. And I think that like, at, like hearing you now, it's almost like, no, no, no. The breakdowns lead to the breakthroughs. Yes. Isn't that it's, just a funny paradigm shift? It is amazing. And I will say that um, in the past, I've had breakdowns and not haven't necessarily felt like I had breakthroughs after, but I'm in a, I'm in, I'm, I, I wish that I could tell myself back then that there needs to be like um, action on that. You know, when you have a breakdown, it's an opportunity to learn so that you can have that breakthrough because mm -hmm. I feel like with every breakdown, there's an opportunity to have a, with every breakdown, there's an opportunity to have a breakthrough, mm -hmm. but we have to almost be looking for that breakthrough. We have to be looking for those reasons. Like, why am I breaking down? And like, that's what I told my group this week. I was like, look, I didn't want to have the same week this week as I had last week. And I had to make some changes. It was necessary. And if I didn't make those changes, I would continue to have this breakdown and it would have lasted a lot longer. And I know you and I have talked about that, how my breakdowns have spiraled before and they've been so much longer than just a few days yeah so you know it's you're right I mean I just it's just been it's been so good like, yay, yay. okay just I don't know I'm just I'm just so excited about this I'm celebrating these things with you because this is huge you could have so easily been like just keep, just kept riding on that that underlying discouragement that underlying anxiety and you're like no I'm, I'm going to implement some new things that might just be small little tweaks to our system, but look at how it just reached a huge change 
in your attitude and in how you feel. That's huge.